Amen. Um, so we're, this is our last Sunday in real relationships. I'm so clever. Um, this is our last Sunday in it, and so uh, this week we're talking about marriage, and so I have the honor and the privilege to bring up my wonderful wife, Tasha. Everyone give her a round of applause. <laughs> she makes our house run. Um, without her, my life would be a mess, and I wouldn't have any beautiful kids, and so we're going to do this as best as we can. And it's kind of like a talk show, like, welcome. Um, but uh, we're going to give you guys some knowledge. We'll let you into some parts of our marriage. This feels good sitting down. Like, oh, my goodness. Um, it usually is like by the end of uh, I'm preaching, I'm like, man, I'm tired. Uh, but this is nice. Um, and so we're going to give you guys those who... Listen, if you've been married for a lot longer than we have, if you're in a new relationship, if you're newly married, um, wherever you're at as far as marriage, we're going to give you guys, uh, we believe, is some solid wisdom and foundation and, and do it biblically. Um, but let's pray, and then we'll get started. Is your microphone on? That's not fun. See? See? Father, we just thank you for today. We thank you that uh, you never let us go and that you're always running after us. You're so faithful with that. God, help us to continue to be all about you, Lord God, that when the world lets go of us, you never let go. And so, Father, be in Tasha and I, Lord God, let your spirit does what it does best. We're going to get out the way. Speak through us. In your name we pray. And everyone said, amen. amen. All right. Uh, I don't know. Where do we start? Okay, I'll start. Um, my iPad decided to restart on its own, you know, so, no, it's okay, because I have an iPhone, so I don't know how you guys do it with Androids, but anyways, no shade, no, no shade, no shade, no shade, no shade, no shade, no shade, right? Um, we, so to start off, uh, I'm going to make it plain and simple as possible, we, our marriage is perfect. <laughs> What a lie. What a lie. Um, so a little, Tasha and I, we met in Memphis. Um, we both attended church for a large part of our lives. Um, and then we got married. And uh, our, our first year of marriage, we almost didn't make it. We're going to be real transparent this Sunday. Do y'all want that? Y'all want real stuff? Yeah. Good. We, we almost didn't make it. We almost got divorced in our first year of marriage. Um, but it's through friends, through counseling, through talking to pastors that, you know, God kept us together. Um, I believe, we believe that there is this lie going around that's like, oh, you'll get, you, once you get married, like, and everything will be easy after that. Lies. Don't look at your spouse right now, because it'll be really awkward. Um, and so we, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't like, even as Christians, like our first year of marriage was our hardest year, um, because I don't know if you've met our child, Ava, she's very strong-willed, like her mommy and daddy are strong-willed. And so we almost didn't make it, we were ready to get a divorce, but um, God is faithful, God is faithful. And we wanna let you guys know, as long as both parties, the man and the woman, as long as they're chasing God and passionately after God, God, what he says in his word is true. What he, will, what he holds together, no man can break. Um, I don't think this is going to start, so there's that. Um, but we, we want to be real. And I, it was, the reason why it was hard was, and I'll just share my part end of it, was like, again, we, we've never been married before. This was all new to us, right? Like, oh, marriage, you do things together. Oh, it's not my way or the highway. And so for me, it was just like I wasn't a good listener and I wasn't a good um, understanding because guys were just like, why don't you just get it? Like, it's real simple, right? Ooh, ooh, ooh. And we're just stupid that way. And then I'll let you share your side. Yeah, so for me, it was, and this is kind of on to what we're going to first talk about with within having, like, a healthy marriage, a healthy relationship, like, in a biblical way. I didn't have real expectations, like, 
legitimate, realistic expectations going into the marriage. And so I, you know, I expected a lot of these things from him, but I didn't tell him what I expected. So, um, you know, going in and also there, long story short, I had also a wall built up for, from just past relationships and everything that I wasn't willing to break down before the marriage. And so that made it a very difficult our first year for, for us. We were basically like tug of war for the lead, the head of, of the household. And biblically, that's not what the word says, right? It says that the man is to lead. Um, and I wasn't willing to allow him to do what God had called him to do within our marriage. But God quickly changed my heart and quickly changed my mind um, when we had a reality check, when we were literally thinking of getting divorce papers and we were just sitting there like, how did we get here? How did we get to this spot? And it's not even been a full year, you know? Um, like five months. <laughs> yeah. But that's not to say your first year can't be wonderful on a honeymoon. Yeah. So please don't, no. don't um, think yeah. that that's the case for everybody's relationship because it's not. So a lot of what we're going to talk about today, we've learned, um, we've teach in our, when we do premarital counseling, it's through, his name is Egrix Emerson. He teaches love and respect. Our relationship didn't have that. It didn't have that at all. So those who are dating with intent of getting married or intent of getting engaged, just know that if you're like, hey, we want you to do our wedding, that that's the preliminary. We want to meet with you and do premarital counseling. I think the statistic is like, it's like 70% of people, 70% of marriages who go without doing premarital counseling, you end up in divorce. That's a high number. That's a very high number. Um, I would like to say like, oh, it's not Christians, but we know Christians in the church getting divorced too. And so... Um, a lot of what we share, but let's, we're going to jump into the Bible, and I'm going to read two scriptures, and then we're going to build on it from there. My iPad turned on, so thank you, Holy Spirit, for that. Um, you know, uh, so we're going to turn to Ephesians 5. They're going to put it on the screen, 521. Uh, it says in the NIV, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit to your husbands as your own husbands at, wives, submit to your own husbands as you do the, to the Lord. For the husband is the head of, head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. I know a lot of, if you say, if you read that out or put that on Facebook today, it's like, what you mean submit though? Um, <laughs> but woe Nelly, woe Nelly. Um, as he is the head of the church, his body of which he is the savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so wives also sub submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives as, the Christ, as Christ loves the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing, and cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain, wrinkle, or any blemish, but, with whole, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. So... Husbands, boyfriends, if this is the person you're going to marry, your job is to build your wife up. And so in, in love and respect, um, it says that, uh, and then I'll let you do your thing. Um, men, naturally, men want to be respected, right? Guys in the room, right? You want to feel respected, right? More Like Tasha never has to tell me she loves me for the rest of our lives. She doesn't. But if she shows that respect, you know, if she shows, oh, everything good? If she shows that respect, if she shows, like, she respect, and I'm not talking about respect like my leech, you know? I'm not talking about that. I'm, I'm talking about, like, that respect um, that, you, that you have for your husband. Like, she never has to tell me she loves me. It's just like, oh, okay, like, I know she loves me because of the respect that she shows me. Um, and then you could. Well, and then on the other side of it, for, for the ladies, we want love more than anything. We want to be felt love and, or feel love and um, by actions or service or whatever your love language is. But um, if, if it's like a circle, right? If I'm not respecting, he probably won't love. And if I'm not loving, he won't, res um, or if I'm not respecting, he won't love. I think I said that twice, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so it's like a whole like cycle of things. And if you get, if the cycle's thrown off, then nothing is in line with how it should be. And that's, that's what the Bible shows, you know, is with, with wives submitting to their husband. And, and like he said, it doesn't mean like I'm serving you like you're, I'm like my liege, like how he said. It's not like that. Um, it's just 
respecting each other, honoring each other in a biblical way um, and through the eyes of God, you know, because when you're married biblically and, you know, with God in the center, your purpose is to show the love of God to other people through your marriage and through your actions to each other and to your family and to other people through your marriage. And that's why God puts you together with that specific person. Um, so we, when we were talking about what all we wanted to share um, with what, with our journey we've been through in marriage and just our relationship and everything and how we've um, just grown so much the last few years. We've been married almost seven years, um, and we've come a very, very long way. And like you said, by no means is our marriage perfect, and we don't have it all together, so we're just going to be real right now. We don't have it all together because we're humans, right? Um, But we do feel... You've seen our kids. Yeah, yeah, you've seen our children. Well, Ava, bless her soul. Um, So, you know, we don't have it all together, but these are just things like that we have learned along the way and that we want to share with you guys, especially those who are in a marriage right now, in a serious relationship, looking to get married, or even if you're single, these are wonderful things to jot down and to meditate on and to get them now so that you don't end up in our first, like how our first year was. So, um, our, our goal like for this is that so your first year doesn't have the trials and tribulations and that you can go into your first year of marriage or as you're in your first year of marriage or as you're married, you can say, oh, man, you know what? Even though because she's right, it is a cycle like because she disrespected me, like I wouldn't love her in her love language. And then you start this sick cycle of just like nipping at each other. Right. Like you guys are just always you ever get in your marriage and you don't have to raise your hands, but that you're always like biting at each other. Like you're always like at each other and you're like what the heck is going on like you're like I love this person I put a ring on your finger like we live together why are we so nasty to that each other I don't mean right I don't now? like you right then though right right that's no, no, right no you could not like <laughs> them for a moment um but you know we want to get you guys you know help give you guys tools to get in a healthy cycle to where even though Tasha may disrespect me because I'm a child of God and because I love God and I love her I'm not I'm still going to show her love that's like, right, that's a healthy cycle. Like, even though she disrespected me or even though I didn't love her, she's going to be like, grace, grace, because I know God's going to get you. And the more grace that you show, like, and especially if you're married, one of you guys will be like, man, I've been a total jerk lately. I'm, and because the Holy Spirit will get you, all right? He will get you because you'll be sitting there and you'll be like, I feel like a turd. <laughs> Why do I feel that way? And then the Holy Spirit will be like, yeah, because he was talking crazy. And so um, I just want to say something really quick, too. Um, and this we are no by no means saying that if you are in a relationship right now, whether it is a marriage or a, a, a as a couple or anything, you know, if you're experiencing any abuse, we are not saying that if they are disrespecting you or not loving you, that you still have to love or respect them. That So I just want to make that clear. The Holy Spirit just dropped that in me. So just know that, you know, you just have to find help in that situation. Right, because we're not talking is, about domestic. Yeah, cases. that's that's different. or just any any type of abuse, right. you know, whether yeah. it's verbal, you know, emotional, whatever. That doesn't that doesn't you know you still don't have to be like oh well I still love you even though you're doing this to me yeah. you know yeah. that's not what we're talking that's, about that's here. That's a whole other. We're talking about normal everyday. She made coffee for me this morning, Mary. <laughs> like that's just something different. We'll, we'll address at another time. Um, we'll read one more verse, and then we'll get into our first point. This is in Philippians 2, 1. It says, therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, uh, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being in one spirit and in one mind. Do not... Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of others. And that's, and, and that's in the NIV, and that's imitating Christ's humility. And the thing is, I think so many times, like, we do that for other people, but we never do that for our spouses. Isn't that crazy? Like, Tasha and I, we, we figured this a long time ago, that, and some of y'all are going to testify. You ever find... All right, let me talk to some of you guys. You ever find that, like, your wife is like, why are you so nice with your friend? And then with me, you're like, 
you're at me. Like, what the heck is going on? Anyone ever feel that in a relationship, right? Like, you're nice with outsiders, with people who don't live with you, but yet with the person you live with, you're like, why am I, why are we always at it? Right? Can I get an amen? Good, because I felt like I was by myself. I know I'm not by myself. I'll just hang around with y'all for a couple of days. I'll be like, yup, knew that. Um, but the first point we want to talk about, um, what the heck? Okay, there we go. Um, the first point that we want to talk about is, especially if you're in a relationship or getting into a relationship or you're married, one thing that's so important that she said is to set clear expectations. Set clear expectations. Um, and then we'll break out into those, because like Tasha said, like she came in with the, these different expectations, I came with these other expectations, and when they weren't getting met, we argued so much. Um, so set very clear expectations, and then we'll, I'll just do the three and then we'll talk about them. Um, uh, revisit those expectations, right? So even if you've been married for 10 years, 20 years, revisit those expectations. So when you guys talk about the expectations of what a household looks like for you guys, that's when you set them. And then in a couple year, maybe it's a year or two, maybe it's something you do yearly, revisit those expectations. And then in different seasons, especially when you're married, you have to reset those expectations, right? And so set clear expectations, revisit expectations, reset expectations. Did you? Yeah. So in the expectations we're, we're talking about is, you know, there's a few different things that go along that. So um, like day-to-day -day things like who's going to do the dishes, who's going to take out the trash, who's going to do the laundry, like those things, the, the real day-to-day -day things. You do need to speak about those things too so that little arguments don't happen because you, uh, you know, you should take out the trash. Well, I didn't know I was supposed to take out the trash. You know, just little stupid petty things like that. Just get that out of the way from the get-go. Um, but also, like when, like you said, with different seasons in your life, like when you have children, when you have um, different things going on, like what is my expectation for him as a father? What is his expectation for me as a mother? Like what do we expect of each other in those things? Um, and so not only in like the day-to-day duties of what you have to do as a parent or as um, a spouse, but also like what's my ex expectation for him as the spiritual head? What is his expectation for me as, as the wife that, um, you know, should be praying and supporting him in all of that? So just setting those things very clearly from the beginning, knowing, um, you know, whose role is what, and that will change over the years. And so... <laughs> So, you know, and that will change depending on the season of life that you're in, what you're going through, what, what may happen in your life. And so that's why we always say you need to revisit it. You need to reset it if needed um, or when needed, actually. Um, so, yeah, maybe it's a good thing to do it every single year at the start of the year. Um, so, like, when you set your New Year's resolutions, like, let's, let's sit down and talk. Talk to your spouse or your significant other of, you know, in that serious relationship. Be like, okay, what do I expect of you this year? What do you expect from me this year? And asking them, what, what do you expect? But also to challenge each other to go further in your relationship with God, to go deeper in your relationship with each other. Um, and... I try not to get ahead of myself, no, but you're good. yeah, you're good. so th that's what we mean by expectations. Yeah, I mean, and your expectations kind of come from the world that you grew up in, right? Your paradigm, how you were raised as a child. Um, like in my in my household, I grew up. My mom, my mother's from Puerto Rico. Tu sabe, sabe um, <laughs> <Besame. laughs> sorry, that's I'm sorry. You know break out into random bachata dance in the living room. Now, um, so like, so the expectation in like, I grew up and my mom, like she was the cook, you know, she was a disciplinarian, like that, that was my world, you know, like she was the one who kept the household and, and that was, you know, that was her job. And, you know, wow, being a full-time teacher. And so like, that was my world and that's what I grew up with and so, and my expectation coming into marriage was like, all right, well, if I come home, like, I'm going to be hungry. You know what I mean? But you have to understand, like, that just because that was something that you grew up with, that's not something that you need to put on your spouse. 
because there's a lot of marriages out there that they put these expectations on their spouse, but yet they didn't talk about it, right? And so it's like going to a vending machine. You go to a vending machine, and you're like, in your head, you're like, I want Cheez-Its. And then you just sit in the vending machine, and you're like, when is it going to give me Cheez-Its? First of all, the vending machine doesn't even have Cheez-Its, number one. Second of all, you're wasting your time. And so it's, just, it's good to set clear expectations and be like, like I know in Tasha's household, Tasha's dad takes out the trash all the time without fail. That thing can be like just hitting full, it's gone. And so that, like, that's what in our marriage, guess who takes out the trash? Me. And so I know like, the t <laughs> I love you, girl. I love you. The trash can be literally overflowing and it's just like, there's diapers falling out. And Tasha will not take it out. I gotta take it out. But that's something that we've talked about and so I'm okay with, right? And so what happens in marriages or even in relationships is that you guys don't talk about these things and then the trash is now overflowing and then you get an argument, you're like, well, you've seen the trash sitting there for four days, overflow, there's flies, there's Stuart Little running up to the trash, like what's going on? Right? And, and the thing, and like, but, and you guys never talk about it. And there are some things in other relationships where they're like, oh, I need to, where the wife or the husband will be like, the wife will be like, oh, I need to make sure that my husband's dinner's ready by six o'clock. And some of you guys, like, some of us will sit here and be like, what? <laughs> what? But it's not your marriage, so mind your business. <laughs> I know, some of y'all are like, amen, right? It's not, if that's what works for them, that's what works for them. It may not work for y'all, and that's okay, but sometimes you have to learn how to be like, oh, if that's, that's how they do it, cool. I'm not, because some of us, I think as friends, we want to comfort people and we want to change their circle and they didn't ask us. You let him, you sure you have to make, let him buy his own dinner, da, da, da. And it's just like, you're not married. Mind your business. There are things that, that my friends have told me about their marriage. I'm like, hey, if that works, if y'all want to raise your kids that way, if you want to run your house that way, that's cool. Amen. Don't come to my house with them expectations, right? <laughs> Telling my wife to get you, get you nothing, get it yourself. Sorry. Yeah, so, but just yeah, realistic things. Yeah, just yeah, realistic things, you know, like, sorry. But like, revisit those expectations. And I say revisit because that's how you hold each other accountable. And I'm not saying you gotta do it every single day where you're like, remember when you said this? Remember when you said this? You remember, right? Not, I'm not saying that, but like at least once a month or once a quarter or maybe in the beginning of the year, just say, hey, this is what we talked about. Because the next couple points that we get into, it's gonna like solidify those things. Um, and then let's go to number two. Okay, so the second thing that um, we noted was good, healthy communication. Um, that's what you need to have a good relationship, marriage, is good, healthy communication. Not just communication, but correct communication. Right. Um, and that is, I just put, I just wrote a few things down, but um, like how to argue properly. Yep. Because let's face it, you are going to get in an argument with your spouse. You are. You are going to disagree at some point. Because why you left your socks on the floor? Or your shoes the in the middle of the, or your of the living or your room. sneakers in the middle of the living room. Why are they in the middle of the living room where we can all trip over them? <laughs> That's real life. That is real life. <laughs> but how to argue properly. So instead of being like, we'll, we'll just use that example. Why are your shoes in the middle of the living room? You're like, hey, can you please move your shoes to the proper location? That would probably be a better thing to say than just attacking him and coming down his throat about it. Yeah, because you don't know, like, you don't know what happened. Like, oh, maybe I have to go pick up Izzy from crawling into an electric outlet or something you know <laughs> all of our outlets are covered but like you know sometimes you just like oh I gotta go do this and you forget you know and so it's having like it says you know having grace being like-minded in Philippians do nothing out of selfish ambition and so it's not only like out of selfish ambition but it's able it's being able to say all right what was the why what led them to that decision and asking more questions than making more statements that's so healthy in a marriage of like well, why did you think that? Or why did you think, like, you know, why, why, did, why do you think I left my shoes there to spite you? I didn't. And sometimes I'm just lazy, you know? But there's a way to talk about that. There's a way to, there's a way to do it. Because people always say, oh, communication is key. But, like, if good communication is key. Because men, 
Where are my guys? Can I get a roof? All right, cool. Men, we think differently than women, naturally, right? And if you've been in a relationship any amount of time, you know <laughs> we think real different, you know? For us, like Tasha will ask me what I want for dinner. Girl, you could literally throw me a turkey sandwich or you could throw me, you could throw me a lettuce sandwich. I'll be like, that was great, that was great. Side note, guys, if your wife isn't a good cook, all right, this will keep your marriage lasting real long. If your wife is not a good cook, do not tell her. You want her to keep trying, you want her to keep going. Eat it, even if it's burnt, put ketchup in hot sauce, you'll be all right. Because again, and it's not, I'm not trying to be rude, but you want to encourage that. Like, I was just gonna throw this in. I'm a great cook now, oh, okay? Oh, you're fantastic, girl. The beginning of our marriage, I couldn't even boil water. Nah, she, it's fine. How you burn the water. It's fine. <laughs> We're not going to talk about nah, it. No, and so like in the beginning, I learned, I was just like, well, at least someone's cooking for me because you could have no one cooking for you. And then you could learn the lady at Taco Bell and she ain't going to cook for you. And so, you know, good communication of like, and just being able to say like, oh, I'm not a huge, and you know, if your wife cooks asparagus, right? Some guys are like, ugh, gross. No, that's no way to talk. She took the time out. She she probably worked a full day. She wants to come and make sure you're fed when she could have stopped out her own food and be like, hey, pick up your own food. But she didn't. And being like, oh, you know, I'm not a fan of it, but that's all right. You know, like, let's figure it out. Um, and that's the thing is like asking more questions. I think so many times we forget to ask questions. And so like women, they think totally different than men. Right, y'all ladies? Ow. Oh, yes. No, no. All right, whatever. Whatever. Oh, okay, uh, but I know, but like, it's not just because men and women think differently doesn't mean it's wrong. It's just different. It's different. So it's just learning to communicate through those differences and seeing the differences and appreciating them, not fighting like against them. Yeah. Um, but I guess under the good, healthy communication also, like I said, how to argue properly, but also this kind of goes with expectations, but I wrote this down, um, like communicating about what your goals are. Like, what are your goals for the week? What are your goals for the year, et cetera? So um, goals as in, okay, when can we pay this off? When, you know, the first thing comes to mind is finances. Because you guys know that that's like one of the number one things that gets people in divorce is financial issues and arguing about finances. I think infidelity and then finances are like the top two things that causes di divorce. So um, when you're on the same page, and I don't want to skip ahead also, because that's a note, but just making goals for for your, your marriage of, um, you know, things like that, like, okay, when, when can we, and this is just a silly one, but it's necessary too, when can we go on this awesome anniversary trip? Let's save and you know, make that goal for next year or in two years or whenever. Girl, um, we just went to Disney. Mm -hmm. I know. <laughs> <It's phobious. laughs> so just making goals for yourself, like, and also um, what's a goal for this week? What can we accomplish this week that we've had on our to-do list that we need to get done? Whether it's, man, we need to put this dresser together. It's been sitting there for so long. Or in our case, sometimes we need to put this toy together that's been sitting upstairs yeah. since Christmas. Yep. When can we put it together? So just like, like realistic goals, um, and then also I think like spiritual goals. Oh, you know? real quick on oh. that, on that, shared calendars will save your marriage. Yes. It will save your relationship because y'all know Pastor Jeremy. If I say we're gonna do something, 50-50 chance. But if you tell Tasha, 90-20, exactly. We're going to because we need to go to extra 110 percent. That don't add up. Sometimes she'll make sure it happens, but that's what that's like clear scheduling because you know and sometimes especially if you're married like you may plan some guys we know this you gonna, I'm gonna hang out with the boys ones that we're gonna hang out with the boys we're gonna watch the game we're gonna watch the game and you didn't tell your wife you ain't going so you just I'm just kidding yeah no no but it's just like you didn't tell your wife you didn't tell your significant other hey Wednesday night we plan to hang out with I plan to hang out with my friends I just want to let you know and it's not like oh that's like she's my mom like can I go but it's just like, when you have kids, you gotta, you gotta be considerate. You know, you have to be considerate. Cause I don't know if she didn't have something planned that night and then I'm just gonna leave her and be like, oh, take care of the kids. I'm gonna go hang out. No, like talk about your week. Hey, this is coming up. Hey, these things are coming up. And if you think it's hard now, wait till you have children. 
and you're scheduling, you're like, another doctor's appointment? Didn't they just go last week? Like, they ain't grow much. Um, but you have to talk, like, talk, these things, this is why people get in arguments. And so, especially in arguments where we didn't know, in our first year of marriage, we would attack each other, right? We, we would, man, some of the things we said was so ugly to each other, and it was really, really bad. And I look back at those days, and it's just like, oh, that was terrible. Um, and we're not perfect at it now, but like learning how, like, don't argue in public. If you guys have a disagreement in public, one of y'all just need to be like, I'm gonna keep my mouth quiet. Yep. And y'all know the look. Y'all know the look. Like, it's just like, <laughs> stop talking about it, you know. But she she put under there how to speak honorably to each other and how to serve each other and 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 not serve each other just out of service, but like how to serve each other in your love language. Because I can clean the house from top to bottom. Like details, I use my own toothbrush to scrub a floor, right? In love. But if I'm not doing it in her love language, if I'm not doing it in the way she receives love, she'd be like, oh, thank you, this is great. But like, I know Tasha's love language is words of affirmation. So let's say the house is a jungle, right? But Tasha gets home and I'm like, girl, you worked the whole day, you still look fine? Get it. Like, she's gonna be like, I don't care if the house is on fire. Like, he made me feel real good about myself, right? And so it's, that's how you love each other in your love language. Because sometimes we miss it so many times. We're like, guys are like, well, I did this for you and I did this for you. But it's like, is it the way that she wants to receive love? Yeah, so in that, just learning to serve each other in their love language and support each other and love each other in that specific way goes a long way and it will avoid a lot of arguments in the future yeah. um, and it will avoid a lot of like hurt too because if you're the one trying to give the love but you're not doing it the right way and then you don't see their face like all happy legitimately happy then yeah. you're gonna be like oh okay well that's cool Tasha and then you're gonna feel upset so I'm like when we do stuff exciting stuff I'm internal happy and I am external happy and so she knows when I'm like oh that's awesome she's like before she used to be like, do you not care? I did all this, are you kidding me right now? Are you joking? I'm like, no, I really am happy though. It's just, what's in here doesn't come out here, you know? And so now she knows, if I'm like, oh, that's really exciting. She knows I'm really excited. Um, but I don't, I just don't show it, you know, I don't show it. So, um, and in that, if you haven't, if you've never taken the five love languages, even if you're single, do that so that you can know what your love language is and it, it may change over the years you know doing it as a single person and doing it in a relationship you may have two different results so yep. um you know you have you may have a different result when you do it in with the mindset of thinking of your spouse or your significant other um you may have a different like five different things in a different order so yeah. i would encourage you to do that if you've never done it before that way you can know okay this is how i am filled with love most yeah. Set those, again, setting expectations yeah. early. Like, hey, this is how I feel loved. This is when I feel like I'm being loved and appreciated. Yeah, so all of that kind of falls under the good, healthy communication, like communicating in the love language, um, commu communicating with honor and supporting each other, especially like when you're in a group of people, um, you know, just cheering each other on, you yeah. know, when, when you're in life and, and you see them do something awesome, be like, like especially like on a Sunday after he preaches, I'm like man, that was a really good sermon. Like even though that I was, was really bad, good. I'm like, Thanks, good. No, it, sometimes it really is still good Thanks, when you think it's bad. No. <laughs> Hold on, keep going. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. Wow, you're so humble. <laughs> I know. I wrote a book about it. Yes. Uh, so but, you want to go through the next one? Yeah, let's jump to the next one. Um, finances. I know because we gotta. I know we're gonna go a little bit over. I'm sorry, but y'all are y'all getting this? Is this good stuff? Yeah. yeah. Finances, one of y'all, either one of y'all or both of y'all need to determine who's gonna champion that. Like, I'm not, I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to bust you out, but before we got married, Tasha would get paid on Friday and be broke by Sunday. <laughs> and I am not cheap, I am frugal. And listen. Sometimes you're cheap though. Sometimes I am cheap because I know the, I know the long game. Um, but you guys need to figure out, like if both of you guys are spenders, Y'all need to figure out who needs to be the frugal one. Because if both y'all, y'all just gonna be burning through your finances like that. Um, one thing that, 
that did work our first year of marriage that we discussed was like tithing because we grew up in church. Like that was the only thing we never argued about was tithing. And, I, and I'm, listen, I'm not going to try and be a pastor to him and be like, yeah, you guys need to tithe. I'm just going to be like, we were just obedient in that. Like, we, it wasn't even a conversation. It was like, we tithing, right? Yup, okay. That was it. So you guys need to figure out your finances. If one of y'all likes to get their hair cut every week or gets your nails done every, like, you guys need to talk about what your expenses are and what your expectations are for the month financially and for the year. Like, Tasha knows, Tasha knows me so well. She knows if we have any amount of debt, I'm like everything financial, I'm like, let's pay off this debt. Let's get rid of it. I'm proud to say that God has blessed us in January when we paid off my car. And so the only debt that we have is a mortgage. We don't have any student loan debt. Yeah, yeah, amen, amen. So I tell you guys that because like Tasha was fortunate enough to, um, her parents helped her with her tuition. Um, our second or third year marriage, we paid off mine and we paid off her car in 2017? Anyways, we paid off her car, and then this year we paid off my car. But you guys need to set these expectations and goals together. Set them together. If you need any financial advice, please let me know, because I, God has given me enough wisdom on how to pay stuff. Like We came up with a budget. We came up with goals. And once you set something together, like the Bible says one could put 1,000 a flight and two can put 10,000 a flight. So what happens when you guys start working together and you're saying, hey, you know what? Let's pay off all your debt first, and then you, we'll pay off all my debt first, and then we'll just go that way. And so finance, that's the number one thing why people get divorced is, and I realize the reason why it's the number one thing is because people haven't, a lot of marriages haven't submitted their finances to God. If you can't tithe first, if you can't give to God first and say, God, we're going we're gonna to trust you together. Remember that ladder I had up last week? If we can't agree together on, our, on tithing, we're just going we're gonna, to we're gonna argue about it all the time. And I've, I've heard it in marriages. Oh, he or she spends all this money at church. This is like, well, did you guys talk about that? Like, that's why it's so important to be yoked together and have that of one mind, like it says in Philippians, of one mind, one spirit, one, having one accord and serving one another. Because... We didn't argue about that. We were like, all right, we're tithing. And so we were able to pay off. And so side note, that's the same reason why when people ask, like, when are we getting a new building? I'm not going to put us in a crazy amount of debt that I wouldn't have in my own marriage. Amen? So I wouldn't do the same thing for Pioneer. And so, like, we have a goal that we're moving towards. Um, it's like Tasha, I learned, I learned a lot from Tasha financially because I used to be tight, tight with money. Like, tight. Like, you want a dollar? Can I give you 50? I give you 50 cents. But I had to learn how to live a little, you know? And then Tasha had to learn how to be frugal a little. And so we had to balance each other out. You know, we had to balance each other out. But again, if both of you guys are frugal in your marriage, that's your business. Don't let anyone else tell you how to run the finances in your marriage. However you guys do it, whatever decisions you guys come to together, that's honoring God. Because people who want to spend your money ain't going to be with you for the long haul. They're going to spend your money in that season, and then you're going to be like, what the heck, I'm broke. Um, so find out who, however you guys want to pay bills, however you guys want to do it, do it together. Tasha knows all, where all the money goes. There's no secret, because we don't have separate bank accounts. I know in today's day and age, it's like popular. We have one bank account, because God knows. That's that. probably what saved our marriage, yes, to be honest. Yes, it did, because. <laughs> and that's what works for us. It may yes. not work for you, but that's what works for us. I, I, I for us, you know, and because Tasha would literally get paid on Friday, and by Sunday, she's like, I don't know where the money went. I'm like, <laughs> and then when we got married and I saw it, I was like, you just spent $45 at Starbucks. Why? Why? Restraint. Like, you don't got to buy them for everyone because everyone's going to buy you a drink back. Like, and so, like, we do that, and that's for accountability reasons, right? You want to know how people start cheating and getting these other side relationships is because they start spending money on things that they shouldn't. Like, both of Listen, even if we had separate accounts, which we don't, she should have all the passwords to those accounts. I have all the passwords to those accounts, but we have one account. We see, she sees where all the money goes, where we're spending money. So there's no argument. And especially if we spoke about it, it's like, oh yeah, well, we know what's coming out. We know Disney Plus is gonna get their money every month, you know, guaranteed, <laughs> without question. But we need to set those financial goals. Um, so, the fourth thing. Yeah, the fourth thing um, is how, how you recharge. Like, as a couple um, and as, um, 
like an individual as well. That's very important on having those moments to recharge. Um, so whether that's like I know for Jeremy, um, he loves to play video games just mindlessly if he can, you know. So that's how he recharges is if he has a few hours, he can just play a game not even thinking about anything, just yep. have some chips next to him and just play. That's how he recharges. That's right. And it's different for everyone. Like, for me, I really like to get my nails done and just have that time, relax, be by myself, don't have anybody saying mommy to me, nothing like that. I just want to be by Unless myself. It's me. No. Just drink. Mommy. No. I don't even want you there. I just want to drink my coffee and have my toenails painted, right? So it's just finding out what recharges you individually, but also as a couple so and that is different through every season you go to as well we go through in your relationship because i know like when we were without children we could recharge together like go see a movie or go do something go to a nice restaurant we wanted to try for a while and that that was a way for us to recharge and get away now (laughs) it's like can we just go to target without the kids yep somebody please so, you know, we always try to plan it when his mom is going to be in town because thank, thank God she's retired now and she yeah. comes to visit a lot. Um, and so when she comes, you're like, okay, now we can plan a date night. Yo, now we real, can recharge. Now that we have two kids, like a date night one night was like, what did you guys do? We got dinner and we walked around Target. Yeah. Just walked or aimlessly. We, we didn't filed even buy our nothing. taxes. We just, we, this yeah. is real. Oh, yeah, this the, is real. A couple weeks time. ago. A couple weeks ago, we a filed date our taxes. night was like, yes. we filed our taxes. <laughs> Then we got dinner and a movie. Like, yeah. you know, it's just like it changes in every season. When we didn't have kids, it was like we were going out, we we're mixing and mingling, like, oh, cute, cute couple pictures. Now it's just like we don't want to hang out with no other couple. We just want to hang out with each other. Like, especially after 8.30, when we put them to bed, it's just like this is me and you time. Like, prime time. we just going to watch a movie. We just going to chill. Like, but you, again, like, she's 100% right. You have to find things that, and, pr- and protect them for each other, right? And so, for me, it may be playing a video game, or if I'm like, hey, I'm gonna go hang out with one of my friends, she protects that, and, she's, and she knows, again, setting expectations and clear expectations, hey, on Thursday night, he's gonna go hang out with his friends, so I'm gonna be home with the kids. Or if she's going out, I don't know, okay, I'm gonna be home with the kids, and preparing her, because if you're gonna spend any amount of time with two kids under two, you need to prepare yourself mentally and spiritually and emotionally. And so like you have to set those things in the beginning of the week and just say, all right, I, I understand. Like I need to protect her moment. When I know, like, I know when she's getting her nails done and getting her whatever, I'm like, I'm not calling her unless our house is to a crisp. Like I will protect that at all costs. Because think about it. There are so many couples. You ever find that couple that, that once they get together, they lose their individuality? And it's just like, yeah, but who are you? Like, what do you like to do, you know? I'm not saying that's bad, but like find those things that recharge you because so many couples just keep on going and they don't recharge together and they don't recharge by themselves. And both are necessary. Both are necessary because I want to be healthy and for my marriage, but I also want to be healthy in my own self, in my spiritual walk and things like that. Yeah, so um, I know we're... It's time, but um, we'll just share the last one really quickly. And it kind of goes along with recharging, like, as a couple. So, um, like, in the romantic aspect. Um, And so it doesn't have to look like it does in the movies. And it doesn't look like it does in the movies. So, you know, for us, like, a romantic night, like you said, is going to do our taxes by ourselves. Nothing Um, says romance like getting money back from the government. Amen. (laughs) Yes. Right? So, Come on, family. Yeah, so like a night out together, planning something special, even if it's not like an anniversary or whatever, just like keeping that romance alive, doing something different, like um, instead of going to your normal spot that you would go to, try something different, you know, go somewhere you've never been before, um, go bowling or do something go random. Go throw an axe. Yeah, you know? go axe throwing. At the axe throwing place, not randomly in yes. the street. And that may actually help your marriage. So any anger you have built up, you can just throw at the target. <laughs> and you can picture them if you want. But yeah. it will help you. Um, so just keeping the romance alive through the years and through um, different stages of your marriage. Um, and it will look different when you have kids or when you when you don't have kids or you, if you're in a spot now and if you're, you know, been in a relationship a long time and you're an empty nester, it's going to look a lot different too. But that doesn't mean you can't have romance there. Yeah. Um, Keep and the romance alive. A lot, of, yeah. a lot of relationships, a lot of marriages die because 
either or both couples, they look for romance through TV or through right. someone else. And then wherever you're looking at it, that's where you end up following. And I want to let you guys know, especially a lot of you young couples, uh, a lot of you young relationships, what you see on TV is not real life. Listen, I've been to Disney. It does not all happily ever after. That's not it. Like, romance takes work. Like, lighting candles takes work. Like, you don't want to burn the house down? Like, like all it takes work. And I know Let me for, interject. Yeah, real quick. do your thing. And we're not just talking about sex, okay? Yeah. So I, I know, like, it's, oh, you said that in church, whatever. But no. we're not just talking about that. Yes, that is a big part of romance and keeping that alive, having that connection, but yes. not just a physical connection, having an emotional connection, a spiritual connection, and just liking each other because yeah. there's so many people who are in marriages who don't even like the person that they're married to right because they haven't taken the time to be romantic in that aspect just as friends as well they haven't taken the time to get to know the person that they're in a relationship with and that's so important because you looking fine but in about 30 years i know i'm gonna look like a leather couch I yes know. so the looks will go away, right? Yeah. And it even says it. And I know he yeah. spoke about it last week, but, you know, beauty is fleeting. Um, but the inside is what matters. Yeah. So 100%. you have to work on that, not only individually, but as a couple. Do you look beautiful as a couple? Like, do when people want to hang out with you, they're like, oh, man, we got to hang out with Jeremy and Tasha. Dang it. Yeah. You know, do they think that? Or, they, man, I can't wait to hang out with them. They're so fun. They're, you know, they just like each other you can yeah. tell they actually like each other yeah that's good so no, that's good um romance again like she said romance is different in every season but keep it alive that's going to be the thing that protects your marriage because everything's trying to pull your marriage apart everything's going to be trying to pull you guys apart but like keeping that romance alive and, and again she's right it's not only sex it's not only like oh here we're just doing this physical act it's more than that it's like oh i know every once in a while i've Every once in a while, I buy Tasha. I know it's going to be cheesy, but y'all guys need to pick it up. It might benefit you. I get her, a rent, like, I'll buy a random card that just says, hey, I love you. I think you look good. Thank you for being the, my baby mamas, you know, like, stuff like that. Baby's mama, yeah, two of them. And so stuff like that, it's just, you know, again, I'm affirming her in her love language, and it's just a random act of kindness. It's just like, oh, what would you do this for? Because I love you, girl, just because just I love you. And she does it for me. Now, she doesn't have to buy me a card because I'm like, you spent way too much money on that card, first of all. You know, for me, it's just like, oh, the kids are asleep already. Thank you. You know, and so it's different. It's different. Just because ours will look different than, your, than yours doesn't mean it's wrong. It's just different. So as you're in a relationship, find the things that keep romance alive. Find the things that say, I love you that don't, don't only end up in the bedroom. Like, find the things that says, hey, I just like spending time with you. Um, but yeah, it, it just go like like we were saying like again. But I, if if at first if both you guys aren't pursuing Christ, if both if Christ if Christ didn't stay the middle of our marriage, we wouldn't be where we are right now. We wouldn't be married right now. Like all, all the wisdom and all the points we gave you are great, but if Christ is not the center, it's not going. It means nothing. It's gonna break down. There's gonna be something that happens. If if both of us aren't pursuing Christ separately. Right? Because even though you get married doesn't mean, like, some of you guys, some of us sacrifice the time with God because they're like, oh, I just want to spend all this time with my wife or all this time with my girlfriend. No, no, no. You need to still pursue God with a single mindset. Amen? So you need to pursue God and say, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read. I'm going to, because if I don't grow myself spiritually, if I stop growing, then she's going to stop growing. Then my children will stop growing. Because if you're the man, you're the head of the household. And so you need to keep on running. And when you do that, my, your wife will follow your example. And then your kids are going to follow the example of their parents. Um, as I, and I just want to leave you guys with this point. You want to know why a lot of Christians stop coming to church who grew up in church? It's not because they didn't learn anything at church. It's because they didn't learn anything in the household. A lot of your friends, why they stopped coming to church, a lot of people, they stopped coming to church wasn't because they didn't hear the word or they weren't doing the word. It's because they didn't have any, anything to emulate in the household. Their parents weren't emulating, emulating what, what they should be as Christians. And so our job as parents is now is like, let us be the best representation of parents. 
let us be the best representation of Christ, not only to the world, but to each other so that our kids will say, no, my dad, my dad loved my mom, or no, my mom loved my dad, like their relationship was, of course they had their arguments here and there, but they love each other and they're still together. But, and it's just like, well, what held them together? And it was God. We know that God, man, if God didn't, if God didn't hold us together last year, whoo, man, because we had so many things come our way. Not saying it was a bad year for our marriage, but we had so many trials and tribulations last year that when, but we were able to make it through together. We were able to put it all on God and say, look to each other and say, you know what? Hey, God's got it. Because you're going to need that encouragement. Does everyone receive that? Everyone receive, everyone get something good out of this today? Yeah? Amen. Well, we're going to pray, um, and then we'll do, I'll do some of the announcements. We'll, we'll close like that. Um, every couple that's in here also, sorry, before we pray, we want to let you know that Tosh and I are available if you guys ever want to talk things out. Some of the couples in here have taken advantage of that. Like, just let us know how we can help you guys out. That's what we're here for. We want to pray with you. We want to give you wisdom when it's necessary. But we're not going to chase you down. I'm a gentleman. She's a gentlewoman. We're not going to chase you and be like, y'all need to get your life together because we see you arguing. No, we're not, we're not doing all that. When we're open. You just, again, schedule it with Tasha. Don't schedule it with me. Unless you're meeting me up here, then that's different. But this is, without her, we can't, we can't help you guys out. Um, let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this Sunday. Lord God, I know a heavy word wasn't preached. Thank you so much for listening to this Pioneer Church podcast. Let's go one step further. Subscribe and share this podcast with family and friends and see how this word changes their life. At Pioneer, we believe in journeying together. If you want to support this ministry, go to pioneerchurch.com give to continue to help us reach people for Jesus. Thank you again for listening. God bless you.